0: Everyone, John, welcome to Shaken and Disturb Yourself. It is well, rainy and overcast here, and I know that you're in Maryland, but like, mm-hmm. I have never experienced this much rain, and I'm sorry to everyone out west who's literally experiencing like fires Merrow and rain. droughts yeah. and all that stuff. Like, like Nadine and I were watching the news the other day, and it was like cumulatively in June, or something like this, mm-hmm. like, it was like in Central Park, we've got nine inches of rain. Wow. And I literally looked at Nadine and Nadine was like, Los Angeles County, because that's where she's from, she's like, L.A. County would kill for, like, one tenth of that. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I was like, I've never experienced rain like this, but it's definitely coming through, and it's, like, been hazy. Is it rainy for you today?
1: Well, it hasn't really been rainy the last few days, but I was definitely talking to someone recently, because, you know, I'm outdoors playing pickleball, tennis, biking, swimming, whatever I can do in the summer. Literally,
0: everyone is obsessed with pickleball. Like, I've heard about it so many times. It's mostly, (laughs) like... Older women in the Hamptons. That <laughs> I, happen know, to be I know, I <laughs> know. To it, but well, that's fine. You are an older lady in the Hamptons. John. In
1: my soul, that is exactly You're who a lady I am. who
0: lunches. That's I am a lady
1: are. who lunches underneath it all, but yes. we'll have to share my thoughts on pickleballs uh, in an NMR episode that's on our Patreon sometime, but. Um. Yeah, it has been extremely rainy. I mean, every single day there's thunderstorm warnings, severe thunderstorm warnings. By the way, not only is it overcast and hazy, but do you know that that's from the wildfires from California, do, and Canada? I do
0: know. I do know that, and I even yeah. I even heard that the and <clears throat> forgive me because I could go back, but I'm just not because we're kind of on a time How crunch. How dare you! It was like the index of like the pollution in the air, like the haze. You know, they were mm-hmm. like basically if you have COPD or asthma or something yeah. like kind of avoid like strenuous exercise outside you know whatever and apparently it was like an index of like 88 which is bad for beijing
1: oh god that's really in new york
0: city so yeah it's kind of coming across it's so it's just so stupid but it's just so interesting how like weather works like
1: that i know i know listen we Um, can talk weather all day long by the way it's hazy here too so it's like kind of like you and i are connected you know we
0: are. We through are through the haze. <laughs> as 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 gay as this might be, but when Nadine <laughs> was abroad, um, when she was abroad in Croatia for the Below Deck Mediterranean season mm-hmm. that's currently airing right now, for any of you that's watching it, we would always be like, "We're looking at the same moon."
1: Mm.
0: Like we're looking at the same moon, I did and that. that would always always connect us. But anyway, I digress because we have a lot to get to today in this week's case. And just up top. <laughs> We had our Patreon live stream. Oh my um, God, so fun. On Monday, and it was one of the best ones. Like, yeah. It was so fun, and we gave away (laughs) prizes, and prizes is a very loose term. That's true. We realized that. We realized that. And if you want to find out what our prizes were, please join our Mm -hmm. Patreon. But I'm shouting out my man, Philip, here because Philip still has to give me his address. And Philip, you didn't even want. he didn't even win, okay? And you may <laughs> not want these gifts, but I feel like you do want these gifts. And, Philip, I want you to be DM me at Carpe Darren on Instagram because uh, sometimes people can't tag me on Facebook, and I don't know why, so maybe I'll yeah. see it. But if you DM me, Philip, I need your address. If you're uncomfortable giving an address, that's fine too. We can just uh, shout you out. We'll just shout you out, but uh, DM me your address so I can send you your gifts. Everyone and- else, your gifts are on the way.
1: And let's be clear, too, um, right at the top for anyone who may not have been in the Patreon live. When she says, when Darren says that he may not want the gifts, it's because she basically cleaned out her closet and is giving away her items. Correct. So... And,
0: and, and well, then I realized that we had a couple Bravo fans, and so now I have to get my Bravo swag. So it's That's like, right, you do. I sometimes forget that there's crossovers. And I, I know. just, like, like I, I, I like, don't know oh, yeah. why I assume. Yeah, I'm like, do you guys know who Andy Cohen is? Like, is <laughs> if everyone's, like, an idiot. Like, I don't know why I assume this, but mm. maybe just because it's such a different genre. Yeah, so, we
1: do such a different thing with this show. It's a little bit The next
0: round, I might do a couple, like, signed Andy headshots. Oh, shit. I'm trying to maybe get Maybe a Can book I play for or something. No. no. Um no, you no. can't. By the um, way, can I ask you a incorrect. question?
1: You can tell me of if course. you can't answer this, but I saw Andy has a new book coming out about he the does. the women who have shaped him. It's like a whole bunch of quotes. And I don't know if you saw, but I tagged you, I think, on Instagram, or maybe I just replied to you and I was like, Um, you better be in this book of women who move I him I know I
0: saw that. And I am I, I, I can pretty much safely assume that I'm not.
1: I, but then I'm boycotting. Sorry. Andy here's Cowan. the thing
0: I might be one of, I might not be a woman that shapes him, but I'm a woman that keeps him shaped. (laughs) How about that?
1: That's a great way to put it. But that wasn't a promo, but like, you know, I just saw that he posted well, that and I want you to be a part okay. of it.
0: It's like a quoted day book. Uh, hopefully we'll get a galley okay. for it. In fact, I was just at his apartment, like right now, kikiing about it. So. Mm, perfect. Um, yes, I have that. Um, but John, let's yes. get into this week's case. What are you drinking today, good sir?
1: Okay, so um, we're recording this late in the day and I am going to be driving, frankly, after this. So I don't want to drink. I also have pickleball, Darren, in the Hampton. Not, not not actually in the Hamptons, but you after know your I'm
0: ladies saying. who lunch brunch, <laughs> my
1: ladies who lunch brunch. So okay. I'm I'm pulling a U, and I'm gonna have just my standard coffee with cream today. Okay. It's also bringing my voice um, back to life a little bit. I work all day long quietly by myself, and I'm not speaking, so my voice sometimes mm-hmm. when we record this episode later in the day is not at its peak. So the warm coffee is relaxing my vocal cords and we are and I'm very happy with it. But next week I'll be back to my drunken ways. What about you?
0: Well, I uh, was going to drink, but oddly, and I hate to admit this, I have to do an event for Frito-Lay, the chip company. That's right. Um, right right after with a couple members of the summer house cast and we're supposed to be drinking. It's Kyle from summer house, anyone who cares. And he has a uh, drink company called lover boy. And so I have to not have to, it's not like I'm being forced, but like it's (laughs) a fun thing. So he sent me some lover boy, so I'm going to be drinking there. And it, given the fact that it is an NBCU Frito-Lay company thing, Mm -hmm. we all know for those who are coming us from martinis and murder when my Mm -hmm. first live show. That I've sort oh of God. learned now to like be an Take adult and being yeah. a little professional. So I'm just drinking some <laughs> water and some Diet Coke today. Uh, I will still be shaken and disturbed, I can guarantee you. But uh,
1: So this yeah. is the sober episode we're trying to tell oh, you guys.
0: It's the sober episode. I forgot to say something and I sure. don't know if I commented on it. But so basically... Someone was arguing on Facebook about how in Martini's and Murder, the listeners were called dedicators, which I still really uh-huh. like. And I still think we can, like, take. I still think that's good. Like, sure, I still think yeah. being a dedicator, I'm happy. We're still with. the but same that, people, you know? Still the same people. But someone came up with Susterhood. <laughs> like, oh my God, we're the Susterhood. And I am involved what? with it, right? I'm involved with this because, like, we always are saying sussy. And right. I just think that Susterhood <laughs> is just pretty good. Like I, Why are, I
1: Our fans are, yeah. are really true the fu- truly the fucking best. I'm looking up Susterhood to see if I can find who said that really quickly. Yeah, look it up on Facebook because um, we have
0: to shout it out. I think it was exactly how you think it's spelled with S U S S. Oh, here we go. Yes. Who was it?
1: Sarah Testerman O'Neill. she says. Any other oh, dedicators God, you, in here play Dead by Daylight? I figured this group would be the most... Uh, be the most likely to enjoy that game. Did Dedicators get retired with Martinis and Murder? Do we need a new name? I feel like we need something with Sussy in it. The Susterhood?
0: I mean, That's I'm it. Like, That's I'm it. Like, I, we're in. So thank you. Are we
1: the Susterhood of the Traveling Pants? That's the main question I think we need to talk about.
0: Or we're the Susterhood of the Traveling Podcast, maybe. The because traveling you're, in, podcast. you're in Maryland. You're going to come. Oh my God. I here. love that. I'm typing
1: that down Susterhood. Is this the new name of the show?
0: (laughs) Well, when we record our NMR episode for the the patrons are not murder related. We're going to go into deep, like deep dive about this. Maybe Mm -hmm. we should, if Sarah, if you're willing to hop on the phone, I don't know. Maybe we'll call you. There's a lot going on. We have to still call some of our listeners in order to get into it. But let's get into this case because we're digressing.
1: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We all know the last year has taken its toll on us in so many different ways. My friends and I have all used BetterHelp and we all really, really love it. And I'm not exaggerating, we really do. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional therapy done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in that uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Shaken, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So take advantage of the special offer for Shaken and Disturbed listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Shaken.
0: In November of 2009, the McStay family, Joseph, age 40, Summer, age 43, Gianni, age four, and Joey, age two, moved from Orange County, uh, where my lovely girlfriend is from, to Fallbrook, California. Now, Joseph operated a custom decorative water fountain business, Earth Inspired Products, with his partner, Charles Merritt. And it's so weird how people get into jobs like this. Like, I know. You know, when you're a kid, it's like doctor, astronaut, baseball player.
1: Right. Movie engineer.
0: star. Engineer. Right. And like I was talking to my friend Sarah the other day who works at like PWC and she was like, and I'm going to totally botch this if she's listening, but she was something like, oh yeah, I, I I figure out like efficiency between like how you're working in the office building. And I was like, Sarah, did you ever think that you were going to grow up? <laughs> to do this. You know what I mean? It's just a, Or like become a, a
1: decorative water fountain. Right, like a person. custom
0: decorative water yeah. fountain business. Like That's so cool. It just goes to show that there's so many different types of jobs out there for people.
1: Well, and don't forget, you were a neurosurgeon major. So look at you now.
0: What can I say? Yes. Now I'm a podcaster. Well, the two men (laughs) met, uh, meaning Joseph and Charles Merritt, his partner. The two men met when Joseph S. Charles asked for Charles to work with him, creating custom fountains. They started working together, and eventually they became friends.
1: And by the way, that's kind of cool, though. I mean, maybe it's one of those things where like, if you're good with your hands... And you want to work, like, on HGTV, become a custom fountain, water fountain maker. The
0: thing is, I really, like, I'm not, but I think if I had an apprenticeship where someone was like, you know, go take a year and go work under this contractor or this Mm -hmm. plumber or electrician. Like, I actually think that would be so wildly helpful for everyone if they could just like take an apprenticeship like they'd learn That's so true. many cool skills like they probably don't even know about because right. everything is so streamlined of like what you're majoring is what you should do and like there's just so I many know. different jobs out there for people but for sure anyway well, the family was excited about the move. they chosen a larger home with more space for their family and two dogs to grow into. And on December 4th, 2009, I was a senior in college. Uh, oh. someone, in, someone in the home, presumably Summer, made some inquiries on Craigslist about buying some software to learn Spanish. That's now, another
1: she- one. Learn, learn a new language if you can. That's a fun Duolingo
0: one. Duolingo is like amazing.
1: Yeah, anyway, okay, I'm gonna they, try that. They
0: don't have Farsi though, because I was trying to learn a little Farsi because oh. my girlfriend is Persian or Iranian mm-hmm. and they don't have it, which I think is really interesting. So I'm kind of been hmm. trying to learn on the internets. But anyway. Interesting. Let us know on, how Janu- that goes. on January twenty eighth, twenty ten, someone in the home used the computer to conduct searches about traveling to Mexico and obtaining passports for children. So, okay. so Mexico speaking Spanish. All of this kind of makes sense. It doesn't seem like an odd search. Now, on January 29th, the following day, after a soccer game in Southern Orange County, Joseph was seen talking to two men in a parking lot, and we believe he was there to talk about some research for Spanish Spanish language software. Okay. And uh, this is just kind of a timeline of events. Now, on January 31st, Joey celebrated his third birthday, which is cute. And on February 4th, a computer search was made about creating invitations to a children's birthday party. So that's okay. after
1: his birthday, but okay, whatever. But
0: but okay, like so you know, depending on, you know, January 31st. Who, yeah. Like sometimes it's a holiday, it's Groundhog's Day, people are away, whatever. Sure. Who knows?
1: Groundhog this, people go away on Groundhog Day. People go away. A, yeah. Super Bowl.
0: Super Bowl. You know. <laughs> this same day, a family friend came to visit for a half day to help paint. Planning to return for another visit on February sixth, my brother's birthday. Now, oh this God. was the last documented interaction Summer and her sons had with someone they knew.
1: Oh God, that's very uh, disturbing, and ominous. That's right. Yes. Um, by the way, I want to say I just I might look up something on Duolingo so when I visit somewhere on Groundhog's Day, um, I You'll will know have the a language. New language to learn to to be able You'll to speak. You'll know the language. That's yeah.
0: right. Of course.
1: Do you ever feel like you're being followed around the internet? Maybe advertisers know a bit too much about you? Our new sponsor, IPVanish VPN is here to help you take back your privacy and help become anonymous on the internet. So what is IPVanish? IPVanish is a virtual private network, a VPN for short, and a VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. You can use a VPN on your computers, tablets, phones, even things like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use a VPN, all of your data is encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is you're doing, it is encrypted. That's important because what you're doing on the internet is no one else's business but yours. IPVanish helps you remain anonymous and secure on the internet. For listeners of our show, IPvanish is offering an incredible 65% off. Just $3.49 for the first month or $31.49 for the year. I mean, what a bet could you ask for a better deal? Here's everything you get with IP Vanish: Anonymous IP addresses. This means your personal IP address cannot be tracked by Anyone on the web circumvent any online censorship. IPVanish has more than 1,500 servers in 70 plus locations. That's a lot. Trust me. Get protection when using public Wi-Fi. Remember, with IPVanish, all your data is encrypted, so no one can snoop on what you're doing. And 24/7 support, so you can email them, chat with them, even call them. They're there to help. So go to IPVanish.com/shaken and claim your 65% savings. They have plans. Starting at just $3.49 or $31.49 a year This is the time to sign up With our discount code and their current promotional offerings You can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offering IPVanish is the best of the best Even rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot And that's with more than 6,000 reviews So this is legit Remember, it's IPVanish.com shaken To get the deal and start protecting yourself online well, the same day, Summer used a credit card to buy educational children toys from a Ross store. On February fourth, Summer talked to her sister on the phone, planning to visit with her and her new baby soon around new I made that sound like the day na- the baby's name is soon. I just meant to say her new baby soon. But you know, like the baby's name isn't soon. I just want to make that, that point. Yes, her um. new baby <laughs> soon
0: is in timeline. As right, a right, right. Yes.
1: Around noon, Joseph left to meet his new business partner Charles for lunch in Rancho Cucamonga, which I love saying.
0: I just want a cat named Cucamonga.
1: Cucamonga the cat.
0: That would be really yes. cute.
1: Cucamonga. Cute. That
0: would My be really Cucam- cute, manga. My Oh, Do You like that one? Yes, that's end the podcast now.
1: By the way, let's let's talk about this. You've been talking for years about getting a cat. When are you going to I've sent you literally our Bite friends the our friends Jeff and Carla who are my I friends, know. but love they you. I know they sent
0: those in Jersey. Honestly, yeah. like I want to get it before Nadine leaves again. It's just a matter of like okay. finding the weekend to go do that.
1: Right, and totally. And
0: I'm ready to bite the bullet. Mom ready. I need a little. It's gonna manga. be.
1: It's gonna be a big moment because this is you know everyone knows you as a cat person, and when you finally get your cat, it's gonna be probably a very famous cat
0: it's going to be the famous cat and I'm not going to be able to shut the fuck up about the cat. So it's I know, be like, that's true. Like yeah. I'm going to like cancel podcast recordings because we're like too busy petting little kookamonga. So just I like, like, the just, way you put that. Just be happy I don't have a cat right now to distract me. Trust that's, me on that. That's fair. Could you be less,
1: a lot less productive. Okay. Exactly. Um, well, hopefully the cat will be part of the susterhood, if nothing else. Um, of course. At 2.36 p.m. that day, back to the story, Summer's credit card was used to buy beach supplies and baby pajamas from the same Ross store. This so, tracks. Yeah, this tracks, tracks, and this is more of a timeline right down to the minute. So if you guys love this type of uh, case, you're going to love it. At 3.52, a Craigslist search was made on the home computer for children's toys. At 4.25, a call was made from the home phone to Joseph's cell phone, which pings off a cell tower in Fallbrook. This was the last outgoing call from the home. So then an hour about 45 minutes later between 5 and 5:47 p.m. texts are exchanged between Summer and Joseph's cell phones at 7:47 p.m. a neighbor a neighbor surveillance camera uh, uh, Basically, tracks the McStays family car leaving their street, although the car's occupants cannot be seen and only the bottom part of the car is visible, but it but is we their know,
0: car. We, we know it's their car and we know that it was, we can't prove that it was the McStays yeah. or Summer or Joseph. Who was or it, yeah. even when the checks are being exchanged and it's someone else, but we just know that there's activity with their objects, if that makes exactly. sense. Exactly. Okay.
1: well, then at 828 p.m., a call was made from Joseph's phone and his phone pings off a cell tower in Fallbrook. This call was made to his business partner, Charles, who did not answer the call. Now, on February 5th and 6th, both Summer and Joseph received texts and calls from their family and friends, but all went unanswered. Finally, well, not finally, but on February 8th, around 11 p.m., the McStay's car was towed from a strip mall parking lot only two blocks from the Mexican border. Security guards told authorities that the car was parked in the lots between 530 and 7 pm. So the picture that we're okay. painting here is that there's uh, English uh, Spanish speaking um, language apps and software being downloaded, trips to Mexico being searched, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. all signs are pointing to the family going to Mexico.
0: I know that in I'm some cover- way. I know I'm covering this next section so maybe you could look. Can you look up the how far Fallbrook I is will. from the Mexican border? And I think it's important to know here that the security guards told authorities that the car was parked in the lot between 5.30 and 7.00. Now remember, mm-hmm. from about 5.00 to 5.45, Joseph and someone were exchanging text messages. So, uh, And then at 7.47, right. the, car, the camera's catching the car leaving. So it does seem a little bit like the timeline could be slightly off, but also that maybe they're running away or it's right, like an right. escape hatch of some sort. We don't know.
1: Well, Did I you do check... have an update. Yes. Okay, Fallbrook, California, which is just outside of kind of like not really, it's between LA and, um, is it San south Diego. of LA? It's south okay, so of it's LA. South. Okay. And it only is an hour and 41 minutes to Tijuana. So assuming that's like their closest, you know, way to get into Mexico, only an hour and 24 minutes. So not that far away.
0: Totally. So right now, we don't really know anything. Could be a day trip. Could have been whatever. It's just a little odd that they're not picking up their cell phones at all, considering family and friends are all talking to them. So exactly, that's what's mysterious here. And on February 10th, Joseph's business partner requests that authorities conduct a wellness, wellness check, excuse me, on the mixed days. Although there was no... Do you know that... If if I had to call a wellness check, can you call a wellness check on anybody?
1: I don't know. That's a great question. I feel like we had asked that ourselves a couple of months ago on a different episode, but I don't know the answer to that. I'm gonna look into it though.
0: Okay. I have some. I
1: have some police friends I can ask.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. Like, if can I just conduct? Can I just call it on anyone? Like, if you didn't answer a text for five minutes, could I just be like, "Hey, wellness check"? Because that also seems a little like could be bad for police resource. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I feel I like know. it's probably depending on the jurisdiction, you know, like if it's like... Right, some, or like what's the circumstance yeah. or whatever. Right, but, right, right. Okay,
0: so wellness check. And although there was no answer at the door and authorities were unable to enter the home, there were no signs of disturbance or foul play here. And on February 13th, Joseph's brother, Mike, visited the McStay house and was concerned. He call, He crawled through an open window.
1: Mm. Uh, Mike. By the way, the just house... the fact that there was an open window is concerning. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, but if I are, you're a family member, like, you could yeah, sort of totally. justify maybe breaking into a house because, mm-hmm. you know, like, I would break my brother's window and then fix it later. But Mike I did that like...
1: once when I was drunk. It's a long story. Keep going.
0: Is it? I feel like was the, this wasn't the, the Amy, Amy Winehouse. Yeah, well, yeah, we all know that. We'll talk.
1: I basically broke into my own apartment and, like, seesawed into the window and then fell down and fell Just
0: asleep. Just you seesawing with an Amy Winehouse <laughs> wig on is everything. But <laughs> that's
1: exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Mike found the house empty aside from the family Mm. dogs who had not been fed, which is arguably the worst part about this story.
1: Well, fair enough, yeah.
0: But Mike also found food that had been left on the kitchen counter, like eggs on the counter, bowls of popcorn in the living room. Hmm. And on February 15th, Mike McStay reported his brother's family missing and police did a brief sweep of the home. We've mentioned this before with other cases, but this makes me think of the show, The Leftovers, when you just kind of disappear, you know, like 2% of the world's population disappears. And it's like, as if it's been untouched, you know, no foul play, but like, shit's still there and on or if you're
1: a marvel i'm sorry go ahead keep going
0: no 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 go ahead
1: or if you're a marvel fan it's like thanos snapped Uh, okay guys everybody out there who loves marvel like me
0: did i tell you that when i was in cold spring new york like (laughs) at the beginning of june with my friends we had a movie theater in our house and we were like all gearing up to watch a movie and then my friend brian and sharon were just like can we just watch the end of like i guess it was (laughs) avengers when like thanos like yeah yeah disintegrates from sound. Yeah. Like, yep. that was the scene we watched in the movie theater for like 30 minutes. And I was like, really? <laughs> and Sharon's like crying. And I'm like, guys, we have a movie theater watching the third, anyway. Listen,
1: anyway. Darren, it's great storytelling with great in-depth characters. Don't well, hate
0: on it. I, the sad fact is I knew what you were referencing and I just had well, to I say that. Well, I love that. that. So, yes. Well, it's t- you yeah, can thank Brian are. and Sharon. But, I will. Well, on, on February 19th, <laughs> authorities were able to obtain a search warrant for the mixed home, mm. vehicles, and computers but there appeared to be no sign of a struggle inside the home.
1: It's so the, weird. Like, they literally just disappeared. All the food's out. out the dogs air. are hungry. Yeah, no this is crazy. Play.
0: No foul play. And three days later, on February 22nd, police issued a press statement discussing their confusion over the Days family's apparent disappearance. In an interview hmm. with NBC7, San Diego County Sheriff's Lieutenant Dennis Brugo stated... Quite frankly, I've never seen a case like this before. He went on to kind of discuss how when a family goes missing, the people are usually found either safe or victimized within a day or so, noting how as the case was so unusual, he was unsure as to how long the investigation would continue. This is kind of a whole family here. Yeah. And on February 23rd, Interpol issued alerts for authorities to be on the lookout for the McStay family as authorities believe they might have been traveling to Mexico. And on February 25th, authorities began handing out pictures of the McStay family at major travel hubs, such as airports and bus stations. Officials asked the Mexican authorities to do the same.
1: You know what? I I, I think about the country of Mexico because how many times have we heard of people planning an escape down through Mexico? And it's like... What is it about Mexico that makes it so easy for that to happen? Like, even the jinx, remember Robert Durst? Um, I don't know oh, if yeah. it was covered in the actual show, but I remember follow-ups about him planning to go to Mexico with, like, a, a face mask that was not of his own face or something. I think
0: he something. wanted to dress up as a woman, maybe?
1: Yeah, that's then? right. Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, something that's like right. that. Anyway, well, hopefully, you know, that, that situation can can lead to positive things rather than constantly people just escaping the law. Let's hope. Um, yeah, let's hope. Well, on March 5th, a border surveillance video surfaced showing four people, a couple and two children walking across the U S border into Mexico through a pedestrian gate, which hmm. that's of course, very sus. If there was ever a oh, sisterhood. Have you,
0: have you ever been through the pedestrian gate?
1: No, I haven't. In
0: Mexico. Oh my God. Well, my parents took me to like Tijuana when I was a kid. Cause we were like oh. traveling in California and they were always like, don't drink the water. Like, don't drink the water. Like, D- drink yeah. bottled water. You know, it's kind of a known fact or whatever. Yeah, right. And on the street, I was like seven. On the street, maybe my mom will, um, will remember. Uh, remember better. But like on the street, like I got an ice pop. And, like, I wasn't thinking that the water was made. You know what I mean? Like, I just wasn't, like, I was thinking, it's an ice pop. I was a kid. And literally, I just remember, like, walking through the pedestrian gates (laughs) and just, like, vomiting everywhere.
1: Oh, God. Really?
0: I know. Can you believe my parents still kept me as their kid? Can you believe What's me?
1: going on, guys? Parents. I don't know what my parents my are doing. My goodness! Thinking. Shout out
0: to my parents, Shout specifically out to the parents. my mother. Specifically, <laughs> my mother. but anyway, but anyway.
1: Well, back to this, uh, to the story here at the border. The video was timestamped around 7 p.m. on February 8th, um, four days after the family was last seen, and the same day the day's car was towed from the parking lot. So that's tracking. You know, they parked their car and essentially walked Walk. across the border. Right well assuming it's them by the way it's just this is what we we know so far is it's four people at the bottom left corner of the video is a man walking holding the hand of a child and behind them is a woman in a white jacket holding the hand of the other child Authorities showed the grainy video to members of the McStay family. Some recognized Summer in her white jacket, but others seemed unsure, partially because of the low quality of the video footage. And I've always thought about this because, you know, just doing true crime all these years, Darren, the two of us, like, and frankly, working at Oxygen in the past and having to review so much video, I always wonder, like, would I be able to identify somebody I know with low quality security footage?
0: Well, and you don't want to... I think it's good to, like, just double-check your work because you don't want to say that it's definitely them because then the search won't either, it either won't continue or, you know, you're identifying the wrong person. So until you're, like, 100, it's why those, like, eyewitness, um, you know, the lineups or whatever, testimonies and stuff like that, it's, like... It's like, they're not, they can't lead you to the right answer. It's like, you either know it or you don't. And if you don't know it, then you could be putting someone who's innocent into jail. So it's always best to like be a hundred percent sure.
1: I agree with you. Well, Lieutenant Dennis Burgos went on record with NBC San Diego, stating, quote, there's a very high probability that it's them. Joseph's mom mom wasn't convinced that the people on the tape were her son and his family, stating to CNN, quote, my son's meds were in that car. My son has asthma and doesn't go anywhere without his meds on him. And to have the babies go without car seats, this is the stuff that doesn't add up, end quote. And who better to know the situation of this family than the people closest to them you know so you have to really consider that information
0: absolutely but I also think a lot of things could have occurred that she doesn't know about I mean you know from what we know and this is just my own opinion why would Mm -hmm. they leave their dogs not fed you know like are they that terrible people these people have children they're gonna leave their dogs to like starve that doesn't right. seem to make sense or just, like, leave without it. So none of it's really adding up. None of it's kind of making sense. Well, so, that's true. yes, while I think that is a not normal behavior, this whole thing isn't normal behavior.
1: Right. And other family members speculated that perhaps the family had taken a quick trip to Mexico expecting to be home that evening and had run into trouble while across the border. And, Darren, great call to have me look up the, the distance because, you know, an hour and 41 minutes, that's not far. You could definitely a take a trip. quick day trip. Yeah. That's a day trip. Well, on March 18th, Mike McStay invited the media into his brother's home in hopes of fresh eyes resulting in new leads in his brother's case. On on May 13th, uh, two months later, authorities received a tip from a restaurant in Baja, California. A friend of the McStays had traveled to the area to distribute flyers and handed some out uh, uh, to an eatery where the waiters claimed to have recognized the family. The waiter even described a birthmark on three-year-old Joey's forehead. Now, that's pretty specific um seven investigators traveled to Baja to search for the family but no further leads turned up there
0: you're right though that is such a specific thing to note. now granted if it was like a bigger like a an obvious mark or something you know I doubt it was just kind of like a speckle might have been a weird shape it might have been this it might have been that totally uh maybe that's something you notice but clearly if you're gonna call that out you've seen the fucking family that's right you would you
1: would you would definitely know it
0: Right. So on June 19th the family's case was televised on America's Most Wanted. Uh, I watched yes. this all the time with my mother, so Me too. I'm sure I probably watched this episode but on April 9th of 2013, San Diego County detective finally ruled that all the evidence indicated the McStay family had traveled to Mexico on their own volition, and their case was subsequently turned over to the FBI. You can't really prevent a family from moving as a family. You know, no kidnapping involved here. Might be weird, but no foul play. And on November 11th, maybe animal abuse, though, for leaving your dogs. Yeah, well,
1: that's true. That's a fair point, yeah. On
0: November 11th, 2013, around 10 a.m., a motorcyclist riding in the desert north of Victorville, California, came upon human skeletal remains and alerted the local sheriff's department. And the remains were found approximately 55 yards from the nearest road. Forensic investigators and anthropologists worked for two days straight to uncover the gravesites. And on November 13th, two days later, the investigators were able to conclude that the remains of four people had been unearthed. The remains were found buried one to two feet into the ground and were, for the most part, intact. Dental records confirmed that the bodies belonged to Joseph and Summer McStay. Investigators believe the two smaller bodies found with them belonged to their boys, Gianni and Joey. Horrible. Authorities started authorities stated blunt force trauma as a cause of death but declined to go into further detail about the cause of death the state of the bodies or motive remember when you have juveniles hmm. too it's you don't oh yeah you know it's hard to kind of go into that and however late, later at trial details of the bodies were finally made public the McStay family had suffered numerous fractures to their uh, heads and bodies which led to investigators to believe they were tortured before their deaths uh,
1: and I mean what a horrible! I, I mean all all deaths and murders are of course horrible but when you add the torture element just and the extra children? gruesome I, just, I know yeah, it's awful well, authorities uh, suspected the murder weapon to be a three pound sledgehammer. Oh,
0: my God.
1: Which was found in one of the two graves. Investigators also believe that Summer was raped before her death, which is horrifying. Ugh. Crime scene investigators discovered her pants and underwear as though they'd been pulled off together and thrown in. There were incisions in her bra that led investigators to believe it had been cut off of her body jesus Uh, yeah and on november 7th 2014 which by the way let's not forget they went missing in 2010 so significant amount of time has passed now between disappearance and discovery yeah well on uh, november 7th 2014 san bernardino investigators announced that they had arrested joseph's business partner charles merritt For the murders of Joseph Summer Gianni and Joey McStay, Charles pled not guilty to the four counts of murder. However, a California judge ruled that the DA had sufficient evidence to put him on trial for the killings. And I'm sure we're all wondering, well, what is that evidence? Exactly. Well, on November 20th, during a pretrial hearing, the defense team notified the court that Charles had been diagnosed with congestive heart failure. The defense attorney noted that Charles had suffered from previous health problems and speculated that the stress of the upcoming trial may have worsened his issues. We hear about this all the time, too. People who are stressed out whether they're guilty or not, having major health problems leading into sentencings and trials and right. things like that Right, innocent nature.
0: or guilty. I mean, you know, yeah. anyone who hears cop sirens, you know, when you're mm-hmm. driving in a car, if you're not kind of scared Uh, you're not paying attention or you're blind because or deaf uh, because it it's scary it's scary no matter oh
1: my god yeah well in a cnn interview in 2015 charles discussed his relationship with joseph and his family noting that he'd had dinner with the family several times a week played paintball together and had even helped the family move charles commented on the lunch he and joseph shared the day the family disappeared stating quote i am definitely the last person he saw end quote Hmm. But that's interesting, too. Like, I am definitely... Like, how do you know that, Charles? Right, exactly. Well, Charles even mentioned receiving that one last call from Joseph's phone that we talked about earlier on February 4th, the night of the disappearance, stating that he'd been watching TV with his girlfriend, heard his phone ring, but didn't answer because he was tired. So now we're getting into cell phone tower talk, which is always complicated.
0: Yeah, that's pretty... Interesting. Now, in July of 2015, the defense team requested that the murder charters be dismissed because the wording on the paperwork contradicted the theory presented by the prosecution as to where the McStays were killed. And the paperwork Hmm. presented by the DA claimed that the murders took place in San Bernardino, where the bodies were discovered. However, the prosecutor's case claimed that Charles had beaten all four family members to death with a sledgehammer in their home on the night of February 4th, Hmm. 2010. And remember, they, they, they... weren't in uh they didn't live in San Bernardino. They, yeah, right. The court declined to drop the charges. From July of twenty fifteen through February of twenty sixteen, Charles fired five different attorneys, citing <coughs> breakdowns in the attorney-client relationship. Charles also asked the court for permission to represent himself twice in oh, one God. 2015 hearing, stating that he only had a six to eight months left to live due to the conge- congestive heart failure and could not afford his own attorney. But if you can't afford your own attorney, someone appointed will be provided for you. It's not that, That's you know, right. it just might not be the best one, but it's certainly not out of in reach. Although the judge offered to provide Charles a court-appointed attorney at no cost, Charles declined, saying he believed he'd be able to work around the clock to speed up his trial process quicker than an attorney Hmm. could. I never think it's a good idea. For you to represent yourself, in court.
1: never, almost just, never. Don't yeah. do
0: the uh, what was it, the Ted Bundy thing? Don't. Be I was doing just that. gonna say don't the only who, that.
1: who else do we know that represented themselves? Ted yeah, Bundy,
0: exactly. And the judge granted Charles' request to act as his own counsel in February of 2016. Charles notified the court that that uh, he no longer <laughs> wanted to represent himself, so he okay. hired a sixth attorney. And the prosecution's case was based on the idea that Charles was a deeply in-debt gambling addict who had murdered the family for financial gain. They believe that Joseph had decided to cut Charles out of the business, which would have left him without a source of income. So maybe he was worried Uh. about this entire thing and Charles owed over $30,000 in gambling debts and over $200,000, sorry, $20,000, excuse me, in back taxes. So oh, we're geez. talking $50,000 of just debt here yeah. uh, of what he owes, let alone on top of everything else. So, And I'm sure if he does have congestive heart failure, hospital bills up to wazoo.
1: Well, oh, yeah, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Well, the day after the McStays had disappeared, Charles began writing checks from Joseph's bank business bank account totaling $21,858 and used the money to go on a gambling spree. Well, that's uh, in and of itself extremely sus. Okay, let's be completely clear.
0: Yes, especially yeah. considering it was the day after the McStays had disappeared. That Precisely. Seems very coinky dinky.
1: All of the checks were written to a newly created vendor account named it's very um, very casual. Let's see if Charles we can decipher. Merritt.
0: Oh can we decipher what that means? Okay, Charles Merritt. Charles Merritt is oh it's the, the name guy's the name. Interesting. Got it. Yes.
1: of the total sum was distributed to the new vendor on February 5th, the day after the family's disappearance. So in what seemed to be a tactic to delay trial as long as possible, Charles' defense team objected to the company's business accounting records inclusion uh, as evidence. So by the way, we should mention, right, that's what he was doing by trying to represent himself was extend... The endless time that it would take before he could get into trial by then eventually hiring a new a new lawyer. and right. you know, all of that takes time, frankly. yeah, well, they also moved to suppress Charles's debt as evidence. The defense stated, quote, What we're talking about is the business accounting of Earth-inspired products, which is the company name, what their profit was, what their loss was, what their invoices were for, those types of things that show the quality of the business as it operated. Those kinds of things that would be shown, since they did their accounting methods through QuickBooks, would require somebody to say the information was accurate. End quote. So
0: maybe they're just saying Charles was being a business partner here. You know, these are kind of normal interactions for business partners to have. It isn't necessarily Joseph's account. It's Earth-inspired products' account. Yeah,
1: maybe. Well, the prosecution stated their confusion as to what the defense's objection was, as the bookkeeping and debt records were uh, integral to the case. The defense also moved to suppress photographs of the McStay family out of concern that it might unduly influence the jury. Which is an interesting little detail. Like, what could it be? You know? Yeah,
0: and... Again, it's just the kids also are in the back of my mind here. I mean, these are totally. four people and two little innocent children. Not that the parents weren't innocent at all. I'm just saying that it adds but another kids, la- yeah. layer of, like, terribleness. So mm-hmm. the trial began on January 7th, 2019, which was
1: yeah, not, not that, that, that long, long ago.
0: ago uh, and lasted for five months. Finally, on June 10th. 2019. A verdict was delivered. Charles Merritt, who was now 62 at the time, was found guilty of murdering Joseph, Summer, Gianni, and Joey McStay. For the murder of Joseph McStay, jurors recommended Charles receive life in prison without the possibility of parole. However, for the killings of Summer, Gianni, and Joey, they recommended the death penalty. And on January 21st, 2020, which was a few days before Kobe died, and a few days before the whole world went to shit, During a two-day-long sentencing hearing, the court upheld the jury recommendation and sentenced Charles to death for the McStay family murders. The hearing lasted over 10 hours in total, and Charles used the time to speak, stating quote, I love Joseph. He was a big part of my life and my family's life. I would never have hurt him in any way. I would never have raised my hand for a woman or a child. I did not do this thing. Hmm. Charles also accused the prosecution of framing him, witnesses of lying, and the judge of allowing it all to happen, which... That's usually a sign of desperation here. I doubt that uh, the judge allowed all this to happen. Although, you know, the prosecution's job is to kind of not frame, but to obviously prove guilt here. Uh, So that... You know, that shouldn't be on them. But after sentencing, Charles was transferred to San Quentin State Prison until his execution. The state of California has not executed anyone since 2006. And Governor Gavin Newsom has placed a moratorium on executions while he remains in office, which may or not not be uh, for too much longer. So right now, no death penalty, or at least no death for Charles Merritt. Um, but I think he's still kind of awaiting what happens in the state of California here. But very tragic case. Um,
1: yeah, it is. And
0: especially because of the kids. I often wonder, yeah. though, how he was able to do it. Like I, well, like, that's what I was just going like, to say. Four, and granted, the kids are young. Like It's not like, you know, I'm not saying that the kids could have def- a three-year-old's not going to be able to defend themselves. But like, right. two, four people, it just seems like a lot to do by that's yourself.
1: True. And the method of the murder with the sledgehammer. To me, it's like... I don't know. I mean, I obviously don't know the specifics. I wasn't a juror, so I'm not going to, you know, who knows? I'm only speculating with the facts that we presented today on this show. But I don't know. It just seems like that's a lot to ask of someone who's a business person. You know what I mean? Like, he, I don't know that he fits a typical description of somebody who can commit four separate, brutal, torturous, raping murders. I mean... That's a certain type of person. Now, I will say, you know, the money moving the day after the disappearance, humongous red flag. Right. Very sus.
0: Very sus.
1: But maybe, I don't know. I'm, like, thinking. I'm, like, what if he, um, hypothetically, but, you know, there's no proof. What if he hired somebody and he wasn't the actual murderer? You know, like, there could be something like that here.
0: Yeah, I think it's, I think... It's. I think the way that this trial went down is sort of beyond a reasonable doubt that he, you know, committed this murder uh, and committed these murders, but it seems yeah. a little just the numbers seem a little odd of, like, how he pulled it off in general. And, you know, it could have been a number of things. You know, you trust somebody, you get them once, you know, you, you, you sneak attack them or whatever, but uh, it seems a little weird that for his deaths— and yeah, this is going to sound so weird, but like killing Joseph because you want him out of, you know, because you think that he's going to take away your business like that doesn't I'm not saying that makes sense. But like, why rape the wife and kill the kids?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just a lot and, more. And, and uh... how did
0: they, how did he lure them out of the house? Like, did they want to go to Mexico? And then he met them in Mexico. And then.
1: Right. That's what I just exactly. don't
0: understand. It's a it's a lot of it's a lot of. Ups and downs, but we want to hear about what you guys think about this case, because John and I are flabbergasted frankly.
1: We really are. I mean, I think there's a lot to this one. It's probably There's probably even more complicated details that we from the trial we don't even know, but let us know what you guys thought about the show and about this case on social media at J Thrasher, Carpe Darren, our Facebook group. You can DM us on Patreon. Darren, let's go to listener shoutouts now on a more positive note here, yes. and why don't you take our first one?
0: Yes, A on Twitter says listening to hashtag shaken and disturbed is oddly comforting because I've been listening to you two since the at martinis and Murder Days. Thank you so much. Every week I look forward to your episodes and your show continues to be on my top five lists of favorite crime podcasts. Love you both. Hey, thank you so much. We love you. Thank you so much.
1: I mean, listen, I love this. I would love to be your number one. I, top five is great. Would love to get to number yeah, we would, one sometime.
0: Yeah, we would really like to be your number yeah. one hottie uh, for Hot Girl Summer. <laughs> so make that happen. Hot Girl Summer. Hot Girl Summer. Ha- ha- Thank you.
1: Hazy Girl Summer. I think that's what we're having over here. Yeah, it really is. Darren. It really
0: is. We're ladies who lunch over here. Ladies
1: who lunch over yes. here on the East Coast. Well, shout out to Krista from our Patreon Live as well. Darren, she won one of our games. I'm forgetting which one exactly, but she did win. I think it was Trivia. Yes. Um, or one of them, I forget. But anyway, you know, we were saying at the top of the show, if you want to know what we were giving away, sign up on our Patreon. But I did want to mention that Krista won a grumpy Pikachu Funko Pop that I have here in my room. Oh, of and course. I've had, Which is amazing. I love it. It's so cute. Darren, you have to admit, even yourself, you were like, okay, I don't love Pokemon, but I do love that Funko Pop.
0: I do love that Funko um, Pop. It was grumpy. Yeah. How could I not like it?
1: <laughs> I know exactly. Well, Darren, it was pretty exciting because not only did she win it, but she asked me to sign it. Oh my god! So, so cool. I know. So yeah, I kind of signed my own uh, my own Funko Pop. You've for made the first it, time. baby.
0: You've made it. I know.
1: Maybe one day, you know what? Whenever we, um, you and I, have our own Funko Pops, when we've really truly made it, that's when I'll know that we've made it uh,
0: mine will be a junko pop though you know that (laughs) mine'll be something janky a janky thing but uh, no
1: i like it well krista by the way your pop is in the mail we should mention that and
0: thank you for joining krista thank you to all of you guys who joined our patreon live stream john if people wanted to sign up for a patreon do they get a Mm -hmm. deal right now
1: thank you for asking darren they absolutely can in fact if you subscribe annually, that's per year to whatever tier you want, you get 15% off of our Patreon. This means no monthly billing. You can just subscribe for a year up front, and you get everything from your tier, from the past to the present and the future. And if you've already signed up for Patreon, thank you times a million. We really do appreciate your support of the show. Yes. Our Patreon fans are keeping us in business, you guys, and we appreciate them, and we appreciate all of you who are listening regardless. You can go to patreon.com shaken and disturbed to sign up and you can join us on our next one because Darren I think our next uh, live stream I should say because Darren I'm assuming we're going to just keep playing games and giving our stuff away until we have nothing left right
0: Um, I mean I'm going to give away my apartment <laughs> on the next one so yes
1: oh I like your apartment I might have to play that game whatever it may be
0: well, I mean, you want you want Andy Cohen's book. You want Andy Cohen's thing. now. you want my true. apartment, John. Like, you can't play, sweetie. I want to be
1: you. What else can Even I say? Even though you're part
0: of the susterhood, you just can't do it. You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> and thank you, Sarah, for coming up with susterhood. I think that's going to have to be our new our new thing. So there you go.
0: Yes, thank you all so much. I yes. hope you all stay out of the haze if you're experiencing haze. <laughs> and uh, we wish you all the best, and we'll see you next week.
1: See you next time. Bye.
0: Bye.